This is the podcast where we talk about everything sports and wrestling. This is the podcast where goofiness occurs. This is the Ransom Raid Podcast, starring Brandon Martin, the Youngblood Outsider, Jordy Scow, Eric Lima, as they talk about everything on their minds. Let the ranting and raving begin. The magic number now is two more weeks away from the big 200th episode of this show alone. And you're going to ask, hey, Brandon, why is it on subscribers only mode? We'll talk a little bit more about that once we get there. But for right now. Thank you for making us your first listen of the podcast and subscribe to your preferred podcast platform wherever you get your podcast at, either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify for podcasters, etc. And leave us a five-star review of the show. And if you're currently watching the video version of the podcast, make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell for all new episodes of the Rants and Ray podcast. And even like this episode as well. And subscribe to the others on this panel, which I'll introduce to them in just a second. I'm the fighter, Brandon Martin, co-founder, co-creator, producer, and one of the six main co-hosts currently one of three. Because Andrew is working and Michael's still going to free concerts. And... We still love and miss you very much, Uriel. Hopefully you're here next week or on the 200th episode. But still, again, miss you very much, Uriel. And next to me, as always, is the other co-founder, the other co-creator, the director, second of six, currently second of three, the young blood outside, Jordy Scout. First of all, I hope you guys enjoyed the improved part of the introduction part of this um, episode. Um, the one with the R&R logo, you know, where it appears out, out of bolts of lightning and electricity. Uh, give credit where credit's due to Tom Willis, a.k.a. Um, Cypress TV, um, also who's also our producer. And the intro that's updated that has uh, Brandon, myself, and Eric, uh, is still what Leon had edited, you know, for us personally. However, I, you know, took screen recording of it and edited it myself, so that way it will show that it'll be three of us on this panel. But however, if Andrew's here next week, and uh, the the intro will have you know four of us shown. So, how much did, did he charge us for it? Nothing. It's for free. Mm-hmm. You know how you know like people when, when they buy a buy a soda they say I paid two bucks for it and then you know what the other person says that tries to help out with true hydration two bucks you know how much water is free <laughs> credit to Rich Alvarez for that joke but anyway um but nonetheless two more weeks until we hit the big two hundred I you know I'm not gonna lie the only thing that I will say 
is that it's been uh, one hell of a ride and it's still going on. You know, um, I did calculations in my head that, you know, we'd be doing this for the next 10 years. And I think when we hit our 520th episode, I think that's when we'll probably, you know, stop right there, you know, because again, but I will say this though, that's only if we managed to survive that long. And I have a feeling we will, because after all, we're almost, we've almost done this for four years, you know, come October. So, but nonetheless, continue on with the introduction. And also with this, and finally, but certainly not least, he is Mr. Shenanigan himself, Eric Lima. Bringing the shenanigans over to Rant and Rave, two more episodes. And I'm um, kind of looking forward to the 200 episodes, see what what, what what will happen. Don't know what happened. Don't know who our guest is. Remember, I'm really excited and to um, interview the guests and stuff. And, uh, well, I'm just um, just just chilling and relaxing, watching some Impact. And uh, on my tablet, we're ready to go. Now, um, just a reminder for everyone that next week, before episode 199, me and Brandon and Eric and my father, we will be doing, you know, the interview about a couple of hours before R&R episode 199. And after episode 199, uh, me and Brandon will have a talk, you know, wondering whether or not we should make episode 200 longer than episode 100 or to make or just make it a three hour or four hour special. But I will have a special announcement to make at one before the closing of episode 199. So you'll have to wait till next week to hear what I got to tell you. But this is tonight and we're going to start off with one of the things of what he just uh, mentioned. The subscribers only mode. And here's the thing. I'm just going to get this all off my chest a little bit right now and I know some people are going to make a joke of that when they make a copy of an account of me. Um, the reason why we have put this on subscribers only mode because this past Monday day afternoon um, somebody in a live chat was impersonating to be me. And insulting the intelligence of the other people, the other audience that were participating in the live chat along with me. And same thing happened, you know, and Eric, you know, was wondering what the heck was going on, too. I told him it was not me. Um, I told, you know, a couple people that it was not me because, again, I don't know what was going on. But I do know it's it isn't coincidental that this kind of thing would be happening as soon as we're about to hit our 200th episode. So there you go. But to make matters work worse, this past Tuesday when um, when we were doing the popcorn panel podcast, episode 38, I believe, uh, we were doing the review of Jaws. And when I was naming off, you know, sharks, uh, the names of sharks, um, somebody in the light, I, I did a thing where, you know, clean the wax out of your ears, like he would say. Because Victor did not understand the difference between Brusette and Brusetta. Yeah, that's that for clicking the wax out of he is. Um, Eric's, uh, uh, you know, fake um, pretender shows up in the live chat, and and I'm thinking, great, first on first on Monday, now this, and does it get better? Yes, it does. It happened earlier this afternoon during the dugout crew podcast on David's channel. 
someone pretending to be me telling David that, you know, that guest um, was a screw up, whatever it was. I mean, like, how could you bring a guest like that on and that to blacklist and all that? And people know me. I'm I'm not the kind of person that would say the words blacklist and nor would I say whitelist because, again, I am not racist. But I will say this, though. Um, at the end of the day, we have put, you know, we have put this on subscribers only mode for the very reason as to, to protect, you know, the live chat from having their intelligence insulted by imposter accounts. So with that being said, unless you are subscribed for like four weeks on this channel, like say today, for instance, you subscribe today, let's say you're going to have to wait till... August the 24th to be eligible to be on the live chat. So let this be aware. This is only, you know, this is only to keep people in the live chat safe to make sure their intelligence isn't insulted. And this, um, this kind of thing will not change. And if some trolls are willing to wait for four weeks to have multiple sock accounts to pop on the live chat, then they'll be wasting their time just to make new ones. Mm -hmm. And I think YouTube made this kind of thing for a reason. Mm -hmm. Now understand, this kind of uh, this kind of you know rule will not change. This will be permanent, you know, because after all, and I would advise other people, like you know, people whether you're in the network community or whether you're in you know any kind of community, to place that you know option on, to, in order to protect your audience from you know being from being, you know, mind boggled and try and almost having their intelligence insulted. So, um, anybody got thoughts for what I had to say right there? Nope. Nope. I think we're good. And I think, um, it is, um, a good ruling and I think everybody, we, we, we're safe. We are the net, we are a part of the network community. We want to make sure we are, united and strong and safe and uh yeah we are a family so yeah mm -hmm. i gotta say it's oh my god well oh. Roman just sent me this oh. <laughs> it's like triple h after talking to um well, our truth it's like an insane right there's another photo yeah. for the slideshow complex yep and, but anyway, let's go ahead and um, say hello to a few people. We got Anthony Hep Hafner. We got the the uh, Price is Right fan 2023. We got Andrew St. Clair, William the Conqueror, Emo Inuyasha, Romy2184. We got Jose. We got the Legacy of New York. And, yeah, that's a... Uh, people right now who are watching oh and the godfather just showed up and he just says and i quote hey guys i can't be in the chat tonight just want to say hello have a great episode see you soon bye and god bless okay so so let's go ahead and um let's go with tonight's show um opening topics you know during the first hour so what do we got? Yes, basically to start off this 
episode 198, we have a big update on Brandy Rhodes' WWE status and in-ring future. Hmm. Here's a hand yep. you wrestling again. Well, you may be right about something. Brandy well, Rhodes the has thumbnail, the thumbnail says says retired, you know, you know, like like stamped in front of her. So that real I mean, put two and two together, you you know what you're gonna get. Oh yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. But it's good to explain why. Yes, that is true. All right, basically what it says and is and she creating her, fans? Okay. Oh boy. Well, Actually, no. Like Mandy Rose, she'll create a my fans, uh, you know, website. <laughs> hmm. Well, Jason, before I get to what I have to say on what Brandy Rhodes, well, that's interesting, Jason. I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk about that after we're done here. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, back to what I was saying regarding to Brandon Rhodes. It says the following, and plus, I'm using a reference from the Wrestle Talk website. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Yes, <laughs> indeed. I I love these guys. Though. They they yeah, I do too. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's not because of the way they talk. It's just the way how they how they you know give us history, a, a history lesson, you know, and some updated news, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, zombie. Man. Oh, Zelda Seasons and Ages is now on the Game Boy expansion for the Switch. It's good to hear. Yeah, and they're going to put Super Mario Land out for the Switch yet? Come on. Oh, that's not what I want. All right, all right. Yep. Uh, how's going there, Chayton? Wait, Chayton's in the live chat. Yes. He says From- he can't. He said he can't comment on her other his other account that he was subscribed for weeks. Lol. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Drop a like while at work. Thank you, Chayton. Appreciate it. How is he not subscribed for the next four weeks? I made peace with him a month ago. What the hell? Uh, I well, don't know. It is a mystery. Let's hop in the mystery machine. Scoop! Yes. Shaggy! No, I'm okay. All right. Go on. I think Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, um, she, obviously she's not wrestling again. She Has she ever wrestled? Yes, she has. A couple of matches. But she was never like a full timer, like uh, yeah. Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm nonplussed about that because I knew she wouldn't wrestle in WWE. And she's a mom and everything else now, and that's another another reason why she probably might be stepping away. Yeah, you know, or pretty she, much, I, you know, not going back in. I guess well, I, I think she, um, and she's a great back. She could have done a backstage, um, um. Uh, backstage interviewer, and, and I remember, oh, mom, aka MILF. Oh boy, <laughs> I knew Romeo. Yeah, was... and it, and you know what? If she's a grandma, they'll make her a gill. <laughs> anyway, oh. yeah. Oh man. Huh? Yep. Thank you, Jaden. Appreciate that. But yes, 
basically back to what we were saying, Randy Rhodes has now addressed her WWE future, commenting on the possibility of a return to the company following a previous performance center visit. And we all know when Brandy and her husband, Cody Rhodes, left AW in February of last year, many fans predicted that the duo would end up in WWE together. While Cody made his return, WWE return that April, Brandy hasn't appeared on WWE TV outside of sitting in the crowd for Cody's big matches. There was a lot of speculation about Brandy's in-ring comeback in August of last year. Following reports that she returned to the ring at an in, in, on, in quote-unquote in-house in, uh, live event at the oh. WWE Performance Center. Speaking with Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, Brandy Rhodes confirmed that she did a little trial, quote-unquote, Romy called me the N-word. He called me a NILF. Nobody I like <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Ouch. Big ouch. Ouch. That stings but, a little bit. Stings a little bit. At least yes. I won't get AIDS. Ouch. Jeez. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Wow, Jordan got the one-liners down, man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, talk about a zinger. Cheap is wrong. Jordan came prepared, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. But whew, okay, cheering on. But ultimately decided that she didn't want to balance being on the road with raising her daughter, Liberty. Basically explaining her decision to no longer pursue a full-time wrestling career, Brandy said, and I quote, so yeah, we did a little trial to say, you know, how does this whole thing work with a baby and a bus and traveling and Becky Lynch can do it. Well, let me just say, guys, Becky Lynch can do anything. Brandy, however, kind of kind of threw in the towel after that. It was really fun. It was really great, but I could tell pretty quickly it wasn't going to work for this family to travel together and be on the road. I've got a little girl who's extremely social and active and like was itching to start doing school and things like that. I was just like, you know what? I was planning on throwing in the towel like a year from now anyway. So what's one year really? And basically when asked if she, she feels she could eventually get the itch to make an in-ring return, Brandy Rhodes said, and quote, no, not in that capacity. I mean, of course, you know, I always joke and play around on social and stuff, saying things like, you know, if Cody ever really needs me, 
I'll be there. And that's really just in that capacity. I mean, if Hunter ever needs depth, I'm sure she'll show up, but is she gonna go for the women's title? Probably not. And Brandy Rose recently revealed that she plans to open a yoga and Pilates studio this fall, which you you could you could read more about it right here and it's transcription via Fightful. Our producers backstage, hello. Yep. Indeed. <sighs> so what do you guys think of what I read? Well, Here's how I see it. I've seen a few of Brandy's matches, you know, like in her singles, you know, thing, and they're not that good. I mean, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it really is, you know, it really is for the best because she wasn't raised into the business like Cody was or Dustin or anything like that. I mean, if I remember correctly, she used to work for a news station you know, like before she even went to the WWE as an announcer, like, you know, a ring announcer. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, there's so much, you know, like you can tell what could happen in the, you know, in the near distant future. Plus having a kid can change you. And I think, you know, I would believe that maybe she's doing the right thing for her daughter because after all, it's, you know, it's only just, you know, just to make sure she helps raise her daughter to have a prosperous life, you know, with a parent around, even if Cody isn't. And she can understand why, you know, because, again, you, I mean, as long as he keeps making that money, then they'll be fine financially. And so will everything else. But I do respect her decision of wanting not to go back into wrestling, you know. Mm-hmm. Eric, what are your thoughts? Uh, I gotta tell you, you know, when I respect Brandy's decision, I think it's the right. Um, she uh, she made the right decision, of course. I knew if she tried it out, she gave it her best, and you know, she said, "Well, I'm, I get everything is going on, so I, you know, step away from the ring." And like I say, she and if if she can, uh, if they need her, it's like the film, it's like just an in, uh, just like a backstage interviewer, she's done that. A lot of times, I will never forget the WWE.com exclusive interview she had with the New Day, and the New Day and the ground the microphone started going crazy and all that. I'll, I'll never forget that was the funniest interview ever. Ever they do, um, but um, I will uh, I will have to say that I think she, she I respect her, her decision, and, and besides, you know, you know, it could take a little bit of the spotlight away from her husband a little bit, which. That's another. That's another factor that can come in. You know, let you know you don't want Cody to have that burden of something happening. You know, his wife in the ring and all that, and you don't want that. You know, and I think I think Cody wants to focus on finishing his story, but you had to get Brock by Brock Lesnar to do it. So I think um, there are a lot of factors going in there. And don't ask you to buy Brock Lesnar to do it. That's next week on Saturday. Yeah, that that's the that's the thing. Yeah, SummerSlam is next Saturday. Um, August is coming up fast, dude. Um, oh, and I get to be at AEW. Yeah, and I'm covering for you for a collision. Um, after I come home from a, the Portuguese feast, anyways. Portuguese uh, feast. Yeah, Portuguese feast. It's one of the biggest feasts in the in the world. 
if not the biggest feast. Like over 100,000 people hey. attend this event. It gets crazy. It gets crazy after like, five o'clock, man. I'm telling you. Then you're a lucky bastard that you get to have those cravings. Well, uh, it's, I'll, I'll explain after I get done with uh, my statement on Brandy Rhodes. Um, so, uh, thank you, um, Brandy, for your contributions to wrestling, and uh, you know, may may you be. They're going to the biggest piece. I'll explain, Romy. Just and your face, face. Priest. <laughs> really, the, the, the Grinch. Anyways, so I am. Um, I like the I like the fact that um, you know Brandy is stepping down and um, and just you know taking care of her family. I respect that as always. Family is very important. And that yoga studio. Um, she's um, it's, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be very interesting getting these new ben, business ventures out there. So I think uh, Brandy's doing the Brandy Rhodes is doing the right thing and. Uh, you know, Cody should be proud of her. So, porta potties look out. Oh goodness! <laughs> Did I hate porta potties? To be honest with you. Uh, yeah, well, uh, this the but the, I'll, I'll explain about the Portuguese feast is the largest, <laughs> largest feast in the world. It serves the uh, the best wine, the Madeira wine, and like everybody um, gathers from all over the world to, to test his wine and taste his wine. Everybody gets plum drunk. It's going to be crazy. It gets, you know, they have concerts, uh, you know, with like tribute bands, do concerts and all that. Um, my cousin's goddaughter was part, um, part of a, a band at one point. Um, Portuguese feast in the world. You get to run into a lot of folks there. Um, I run to a lot of folks that I've uh, seen, I've seen months or years. Great, you know, always run with old friends again, and uh, they actually have bathroom stalls in this one. But this this year, um, I do believe they're putting in uh, metal detectors because our city can get crazy with crime and all that, especially at night. And that's why I usually leave around five, between five and six o'clock, because when when, during that time, when it even gets dark, the crowd gets like crazy, crazy packed. Over 100,000 people attend every year. But last year was its return since the um, after two year hiatus because of the pandemic. So, um, this is the second year this time around. They're, they're limiting the entrances and basically uh, putting in metal detectors. Those get weapons and nothing crazy like that. It's, you no. know. They put in the metal detectors to detect any um, like uh, illegal forks or knives. Yeah, I don't carry any of those weapons. No, 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 not, for, not as weapons, but as you know, but as you know, objects to use to eat faster or just to eat something. No, 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 no. <laughs> they they do have they do have food there. You know, uh, uh, pulled pork. You could, they had this big, big oh freaking grill. It was like this huge grill. And you know, like shish is it kebab. Bigger than you? Huh? Is it bigger than you? Stop it. <laughs> you be serious. Uh, will you be serious? Hold um, on. What? Wait, gorilla. Is it bigger than you? Uh, will you be serious? <laughs> and um, and uh, so this it's like it's like a big old. Oh, I took pictures of it of the feast not too long ago. Um, uh, All right, you remember my friend from last week? Yeah, is he is, is she she's, back? She's watching, but she but she uh, but she subscribed, you know. So uh, uh, wait a while until you know. Have her, you know, you know, 
<laughs> it'll feed everybody. Wow. I'll tell you what, you know, everybody wants to be a cannibal and make a cannibal out of me. What's wrong with you? Uh, boy, Romy, you're just bad. Um, Wait, hold on a second. Eric, throw Eric's in the grill. It'll feed everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but that that but the thing that Johnny Depp said in the Willy Wonka film, and you know, he said that is called cannibalism, dear children. <laughs> um, a camel. Uh, anyways, um, a camel. A camel. Anyways, this big, this, it's like a charcoal grill, and everybody does, you know, the shish kebabs. They'll, Though these humongous sticks, or humongous metal sticks, man, shish kebab, put meat on it, fruit, whatever. They put it on uh, tomatoes and all that. They put it on the grill, man. It's crazy to see. You'll see some of my pictures. I'm probably going to take some pictures because it's, well, and and uh, I don't drink, obviously, because I need to drive. And I just got a new brand, uh, a new car since last month, for goodness sakes. Um, so, anyways. Hold on a uh, second. Hold on a second. And this is probably replying to Romy's comment, but because she's on Messenger, she just said, there's tribes that eat the people that camp on their islands. <laughs> yeah. And cannibalism. Maybe, well, I'll tell you what, uh, speaking of cannibalism, if Hannibal Lecter owned a, owned a nightclub, it'll cost you an arm and a leg to get in. Anyways. Um, Chicken leg? Arm and a leg is a, is a joke. <laughs> Oh, 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 a wing and, and a leg or a breast. Uh, I like I like breast. Wait, what? Uh, uh, oh, okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah. So it's one of the biggest feasts in the in, in the world. Almost like uh, the hibachi, uh, the hibachi girl. It, you know, I. Uh, it's a joke. I would come up with these Hannibal Lecter jokes. Um, uh, so, uh, so anyway, oh no. Hey guys, thank you so much for reminding everyone to put this getting mine in the mail oh. and I'll be wearing it for the 200th episode because I know that episode 9199 is next week. Oh, thank you, Billy. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, if you guys want your, um, rant and rave podcast merch, um, feel free to go to, uh, brainbustertees.com and look for, you know. For rant and rave podcast and you will you know see that we got some t-shirts not just rant and rave podcast but also for anniversary. got some stickers we got some you know some other items including pants freaking pants rant and rave pants rant and rave pants <laughs> and uh yeah and pants yeah. jerry pants okay but yeah at a, at a very uh, reasonable price you know depending on size um, yeah, just to, and we'll give out the link to Brain Buster Tees, you know, and, you know, if, uh, Brand's able to. Thanks! Well, anyway, is that it regards to the Portuguese feast? Well, uh, it's, it's, it's like a big feast. It starts the first weekend of August here, here in my hometown, New Bedford. It's a lot of fun. And I, like I said, it's, it's, I, I take pictures of it every time I go there. I take pictures of the feast and everything else and. Um, I wish I was Portuguese so that way I could eat a lot. Yeah, hell yeah, you know, being Portuguese, um, half Portuguese, it is you, you, you go over to your grandmother's house, your relative's house, they be like, You haven't eaten yet, you eat, you eat something, you eat. I'm like, Wow, you know, 
you know, like I said, when it comes to Christmas Eve, my grandmother, uh, my grandmother just, you know, goes all out. My aunt goes all out making food and all that. And, you know, you- Tanya, these uh, tuna fish sandwiches and, you know. So. Hold on a second. Brandon Martin, Jordan, Andrew Hawking, and David St. Dennis. Ooh, we need to up- update this. Oh, my gosh. Because I don't go by Jordan Little. My stage name is now Jordy Scow. So there you go. But hey, nobody's perfect. Yeah. True. Who's that, who's that saying? Ah, see, unisex joggers. And it's got like, uh, hold on a second. See. Yeah, it's got one with sunglasses, you know, on on the pants. So let me get this straight. Does that mean our the you know the pants are see through? <laughs> oh my god! See through pants. You know that's what that's. Hey, uh, for, you know, for all you ladies out there, I'd love to have to see you uh, wear some of those see through pants. Uh, you wouldn't cut me dead in sweet see through pants for anything see through. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. For, thank you, Jordan. Exactly my point. Like I said, I wouldn't be caught dead wearing see-through anything. Oh my god. Okay, let me let me rephrase. I said ladies. Oh, ladies. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh thank you. That made me feel a whole lot better now. Yeah, and it makes me want to curl right about now after you mistaken what I just said. Yeah, because I, I was trying to watch Impact and, and what Inch Impact. I had it on my headphones so it won't get copyrighted. And because Johnny Swinger just swerves Zicky Dice. And so Swinger's career still goes on and Impact Zicky Dice is out. What a name, Zicky Dice. Anyways. Oh, um, God. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I should say it, but then again, if she wants me to read her message, I, oh, speaking of vehicles, oh my god, I gotta tell you what happened. It would be um, on the way to Wait, work. Hold on, hold on, ladies, treat Jordy like an emergency vehicle. Stay five hundred feet away. You be quiet. That who does nothing but eat all day. He, he, you know, all he does is eat a Twinkie or or, or a piece of bacon. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, uh, yeah um, but uh, either way, um, God, what else? Oh, you know, oh yeah, there's another thing we need to discuss. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody. Well, I know jail isn't um, you know, isn't active right now, like regards to the TV series. When you get to see certain people go to jail, like it's like a spin. Oh no. Pops. Because oh, somebody, no, really, just oh. get me out, just get me out. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, I've seen clips and certain episodes of Jail on YouTube, and I'm telling you, the one where they have this Latina chick just crying like a baby, like you know, after she already kicked an officer in the face during her arrest, she's like, She's literally doing that. I'm not kidding you. 
Ooh, ooh, Chris Crocker? Who? <laughs> <laughs> the one that just leave Chris <laughs> No, but it but then again, it, it, if that was Chris Crocker, he sure fooled me because he, he looked a lot more of a woman than he did a man. Must have got a transsexual surgery or something. Joy labor of Buff Bagwell and his help. Yeah, is that what you were trying to get to? Is that what you were who you're trying to talk about there? You know, hold on. Okay, so she said, Okay, my friend says it's because girls are based on how they feel at the moment, then regret their decisions. That is true, that is yeah. true, but, it, but it's already too soon, too late once those cuffs are you know snapped on and they're put, put in the back of a cop car, they're taken to the precinct, and then ah, you know. Anyways, yeah. Billy Moody talked about um, what does in labor mean? Who wants to field that question? I'm not. Hold on. What? What now? Yeah, uh, Dromi asked you if you're in labor, and and Brandon Boragat, Emily Elijah, can I ask what does in labor mean exactly? Who wants to field that one? Not me. I'm not even married. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> By the way, just so we're clear, no, Romy, I actually have a pair, unlike you, because after all, you got to accept me. And second of all, if you don't know what, what you know, in labor means, uh, Brandon, that, that means you've been watching too much kitty shows. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon, I hate to say this, uh, Brandon Beauregard, but uh, look it up, my man. That's all I'm going to, we're all going to tell you. You're asking yeah. the wrong three guys. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Or worse, and I hate to say this, but ask your mom. I felt nothing. <laughs> anyway, but um, so yeah. And speaking of you know stuff, let's see how Buff is, despite you know not doing so well with his stuff. And I'm not talking downstairs. I'm talking his personal life. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I thought he was doing so well, too, man. Mm-hmm. He was yes. doing so well. Wait, hold on. Well. Oh, hold on. Bend over and wait nine months. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Too much MLP. Too much Blue's Clues. LOL. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I know we're, I know we're trying to be funny, but also we got a serious. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. For the Blues Clues stuff, that's funny. But as for the Buff Bagwell, it's really not. All right. Basically, there's basically an update regarding that record show that in addition to the July 13th arrest, Bagwell was also arrested on July 23rd for misdemeanor charges of speeding and driving under the influence of drugs. Oh, God. First, Teddy Hart, now Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell, he was the one that was, I tell you what. My heart. Oh, 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 hold on one second. Okay, my friend. To reply to to Imonia Yasha, oh yeah, too much MLP, too much Blues Clues, and you know what she says? 
We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from and 200,000 labor bill. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, that that's that's funny. But yeah. But yes. It's time However, to go plant storm mode. Oh, wolf. Yeah. Let's get to be serious here for a moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. However, a previous update. Marcus Bagwell, above Bagwell, has now tweeted the following. Oh. Basically, it says this. In the, it says the following. Just wanted to clarify to everyone that I am 11 months sober. I see there is news out that I had to spend time in jail for a DUI. But this was from the original offense years ago. I did oh. get a recent sanctioned because I didn't document a recent trip out of state. Oh. <laughs> well, Alex, you're right about one thing. He's on the stuff again. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. Well, actually, he's on the stuff again, and he just couldn't get enough. So he got arrested this, uh, let's see, mm. past Monday, I believe. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay, imagine if Monday Nitro is still around and this news came up. Oh, <laughs> oh <boy>. yes. <laughs> I heard, I have heard about it, and I cannot believe it. Buff Bagwell's DUI arrest earlier this morning has given us in the wrestling world a huge shockwave here on WCW Monday Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Tony Savani, along with Scott Hudson at ringside here for the 1,000th edition of WCW Monday Nitro. <laughs> yeah. That's why what happened if Monday Nitro is still a thing, but I doubt it would have been able to surpass a thousand episodes because they were gone from TNT because that was a given fact. They were going to be off TNT regardless, and I think T I think Thunder or something would have been their only lifeline. Mm -hmm. So, what did they find in uh, Bagwell's possession? Even though it it was it said basically, we all know that. Buff Bagwell, better known as the former WCW star, was arrested earlier this month in Cobb County, Georgia. Records show Bagwell has having been arrested at 1.30 p.m. on Thursday, July 13th, which was two weeks ago. Basically, as mentioned earlier, he was charged with misdemeanor offenses of speeding and driving under the influence of drugs. However, Bagwell was released from jail at 1.32 p.m., Two days after, which is on July 15th, he was he has been arrested on similar offenses a couple of times over the past few years. And however, one of my friends though, just give me the regarding to it, even though he wasn't arrested, but even though he didn't do it properly, because I know there was some few, because I know some some friends. Did correct me on that regarding to the uh, with the bug 
Buff Bagwell. Let me just look that up now. I'll just give him credit where credit is due. I'll just say the name. Joe Vorel. He, he mentioned that what he gathered, it was essentially probation violation. Basically, this isn't a new case. He guessed Buff went out of state and forgot to tell his PO, which it mentioned on there. According to him, there was no new drug case and he is still sober. Which, yeah, that's basically it. Um, well, and he probably doesn't know we're saying his part for it's going out of state and he forgot to tell his probation officer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. can, you know, because of his past, that's why they're probably making a big deal of it. So, oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, that is just, yeah, my goodness. Well, let's hope that he's going to be okay. And uh, that mullet headed moron, Billy Moody, that mullet headed moron. You know, I personally hope what happens at SummerSlam, I'm hoping that Rhea Ripley goes in there freaking running her mouth. And then freaking EO Sky swoops in, clops both her and Dom 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 or Dum Dum as I like to call him, went in the heads with a briefcase, tell the referee I'm cashing that sucker in, pinning her butt, and walking out with the title. That's what should happen. All right, my I digress. But the uh, going back to Buff Bagwell, I know Buff is trying to clean up his life and trying to, like I said, oversight in his part, mistaken on his part. But you, you, you know, if you're on probation, you got to be very careful. You got to be careful. You got to inform your probation officer where you're going, what you're doing. I know it's it's not really cool, but you have to, you know, it's 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 law. Oh, you have to follow, you know, you know. Here, here's the thing, and I'll just say this for the record. Mm-hmm. I think you know he can do better because, after all, he's got more chances to make himself better than Teddy Hart can. Mm. Because yeah. after all, Teddy Hart is a lost cause, and like someone said last week, having him be like. On dark side of the ring, like I said, would be a waste of time. And I think, you know, having Teddy Hart's, you know, stuff being on dark side of the ring, like I said, it wouldn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows he's a piece of shit. So why why waste the time of talking about the kind of, kind of person, you know? As far as Buff Bagwell goes, I mean, with him, I see more redemption in him than I can see than more than Teddy. So... Yeah. Buff Bagwell, I know you're a better person, and I know you lost your mother, you know, not too long ago. May she rest in peace, Judy Bagwell. So clean up your act while you still can, and next time when you're on probation, make sure you tell your probation officer of where you're heading before you, you know, get yourself in trouble again. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Most definitely. Yeah. No, I just like like what Jordy said though. Just tell your probation officer next time where you're going and all that, and then oh, and for those kids, don't do drugs. By the way, yeah, don't drink, don't smoke, don't do anything stupid. Well, we don't recommend the show for kids anyway. But then again, that is a good positive message to spread. So don't. Yeah. Stay in school. 
Don't be stupid. Stay in school. Do what Michael Jordan says. <laughs> Spike Lee and Michael Jordan. That was back in the day, man. And my yeah, my first name isn't Michael. <laughs> and my plus, he attacked Ray. Dominic attacked his own father in a. Oh boy. Rated E for erection. Oh, good God. Oh, oh Lord. Good Lord, man. Oh, we're sponsored by Viagra, right? Oh, boy. No, oh. We're, no, no. I think we're sponsoring Trojan. I played that game. Trojan man. I played that game. Trojan man. I played Trojan recently. You can check it out on my uh, shenanigans show, man. Anyway. So yeah. we're about we're about to hit you know um, the one hour mark anyway. So um, is the producer still backstage? Uh, let me go ahead and check. Yes, he still is. Um, if he's willing, we can uh, he can uh, go ahead and talk right now um, regarding um, you know what he was supposed to talk about until he got COVID. You know, and hopefully he's all better right now. Um, so yeah, basically put from what we gathered. Um, uh, Kevin Nash had a response to make on Tom's recent comments towards him in regards to LA Knight, you know, and this was like a couple of weeks ago. So I'm hoping that, you know, like if, if Tom's able to, um, we want to, you know, hear what, uh, Kevin Nash and his co-host had to say before, you know, like. Like before, you know, this had to come about. And this was like somewhere around last week, you know, during one of Kevin Nash's Click This podcast, you know, Click This. So, yeah. Uh, Billy Moody's referring to my shirt. You used to wear a Red Sox shirt. Were you a Red Sox fan, Billy Moody? You're a closet Red Sox fan? I knew you were a Rays fan, but. Or you probably wore the shirt out of respect for Boston because 2003, the Boston Marathon thing. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Are you um you want to go ahead right now and uh, give your thoughts on Kevin Nash's recent response um you know from your criticism? Oh, you responded. Uh, to Tom? All right. Yeah, I'm talking to Tom. You respond you responded to Tom? Uh, oh, this yeah. is Yeah, yeah, somewhat he did. That's crazy, man. I never thought that would happen. Yep. Kevin Nash uh, apparently did. But, you know, but anyway, go ahead and bring Tom on in here. Yes, let's bring in our producer, Tom Willis, in the house. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, we hear you loud. Okay, nice. All right. So I'm trying to find the clip because I clipped what he said, but I can't find it. I mean, but I, I don't know if I could play it anyway, even if I found it. But I know you guys, I know Jordan heard it, and I think Brandon heard it. Yes, I did. Yep. Okay. So anyway. Um, he, it, he did respond to me and he did respond. A bunch of people said this. I was one of the first people on Twitter to actually bring this to him. And of all people, Sean Oliver, which is his host, uh, interacted with that tweet, which I thought was weird because he didn't interact with anybody else's nobody. I mean, you're talking hundreds of people. And I was the only one that he interacted with. And I forgotten the message I said, but it was essentially similar to what we had said on rant and rave now um i am suspicious on whether they heard the, the, it on spotify what i said or not but i will say that it was a response to me and uh i guess other people on twitter 
but it was kind of like a half response. Uh, so basically Kevin Nash came out and said that he, he admittedly said that he doesn't watch SmackDown and he didn't really follow um, Eli Drake and he didn't really watch LA Knight on SmackDown, even though the clip that went viral was on Raw, but that's neither here nor there. I don't know what he, I mean, whatever. You don't watch SmackDown, but he went viral on Raw multiple times. So I don't know if that's an excuse. I just don't think you watch the product, but that's my opinion. Um, but here's the thing how can you, how can he sit there and say that stuff about LA Knight? And not watch the product. Well, because people were bringing him up, and he probably saw that that clip on Twitter, and he was like, "Oh, wow, this guy's just a viral." But Kevin Nash has been, and then, and this, but I'll get serious for a second. He lost Scott Hall and other people that have been close to him over the years, and, and yeah, and I know his son too, and I know that that's affected I, him. I offended him when someone was, you know, bashing him for how he, how he reacted to his son's death. Yes, and I think that um, I think it's affected him since then. And I and I heard from multiple people that he has he only leaves his house for signings or for appointments, and that's it. He kind of stays home. He doesn't go out and hang anymore. He just and he, he kind of has no motivation motivation to do anything, which isn't a good thing. But that's where he's at. So I do think he spends a lot of time on the internet, um, and that's where I think it comes. I think he, he reads too much into what people say. And I do think he's losing himself a little, but uh, hopefully he figures that out. But at the end of the day, he did respond and he did say, I'm sorry. I don't watch it as much as I should. And as long you know, he just, you know, he basically kind of said that he misspoke. So at like least he took, he admitted to his faults of, you know, you're not watching the product firsthand. Yeah. Not really knowing LA Knight before he opened his mouth. Um, yeah. That was what he admitted. Um, so it's nice that he did that. But I mean, what's more shocking to me is he's not the only person that I heard doesn't watch the product, but has a podcast and has opinions about the product. Um, Kevin Nash said it. Uh, and what's oddly enough, um, when they were, uh, Eric Bischoff said it, although he said he loves the bloodline story, but then he also said he doesn't watch SmackDown. Um, who was another one that shocked me? Uh, there was one other wrestler that I was listening to over the weekend, but anyway, it's shocking. Well, I'm a future wrestler and I don't watch the product. <laughs> it's shocking to me how many people don't watch the product because the product has been as good as it's ever been. In my opinion, I will agree to I will agree to a certain extent. I think it's I think it's mostly SmackDown that's getting the better production than Raw, because, again, no, no offense towards Seth Rollins, no offense towards Cody. I just feel like, you know, SmackDown's been getting the better storylines. Well, in my opinion, they're not the people you mentioned isn't what's driving SmackDown. I mean, isn't what's driving Raw. It's Judgment Day that's driving Raw. And Judgment Day has been driving Raw for uh, over a month now. Judgment yeah. Day and is honestly, Raw. That's my problem. You know, having a faction like almost take over the show is like nothing like. Like, here's the thing. Back in the day, you probably say, didn't you like Evolution taking over Raw? Yes, I did. Because here's the thing. It was four guys, two of them that were already rising stars in Randy Orton and Batista. Then you had, you know, Ric Flair, who's already done it all and seen it all. And then you had the main guy, Triple H. And at the time, they all held, 
you know, the Raw championships. They had the World Heavyweight Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, and the World Tag Team Championship. So, yes. Now, well, that's what's going to happen with judgment. The idea, okay, so that's the Kevin Nash comments, and we'll start, I'll end it there. But I do, that's a good topic to talk about for a second. Um, the storyline for Judgment Day is fine. I like it. But the problem is they don't have, they don't have a star. They have a bunch of, like, listen, Finn Balor's great, but Finn Balor's not Edge. Finn Balor's not Cena. Finn Balor's not Cody. Exactly. Finn Balor's not. He's not those people. He's just another guy. And if anything, Rita Ripley is the Sex. heart. Omega. Oh my God. V Rita Ripley is the call you Kenny Omega. <laughs> Rita Ripley is the the person running Judgment Day. She's the star I, of Judgment I Day. I agree because the thing is, who is the only one at WrestleMania to want win their match? Yeah, and she's the in my opinion, she is the most wrestling looking woman. You know, big, thick, well-rounded athlete since China. Since China. And actually, she's probably better than China because she has better wrestling ability than China did. China was just built and she tried her best. Granted, she didn't have the the um, structure that Rita Ripley has around her to be better. If China was handed that, she might have ended up being a better-rounded wrestler anyway. But no, but at the end of the day... You're right. Judgment Day runs that show too much, and they are missing that one piece, that that centerpiece. They don't have a centerpiece. They have a bunch of, you know, they have a bunch of stuff on the table, but there's no main course. I love Finn Balor as much as the next guy, but the problem is, like, I'm sorry, he he is not the kind of person I would want to see leading that plate that that that's that faction. And then there's you know, um, there's that other guy of. Uh, you got Damian Priest. Who Damian is Priest. Okay. Damian Priest has potential. He has potential. But I'll give him that, and I'm not going to bash on him. But the problem is, I'm sorry, he's just too green to be running things. Yes, I agree. And and, 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 then, and then there's Dominic, the only person who can only get a rise out of the audience to get them to boo. You know, the only yes. person that can get them to boo. But and Dominic's not ready. Dominic's yeah, not, not ready. ready. He's I mean, not ready. That's he, why he went back to NXT. He's well, actually, he never went to NXT. He's on, he's been in NXT the last yeah, two weeks. NXT, he's in NXT now. He's the yeah. freaking North American champion. Yeah, yeah he's, and that's a, he's and NXT, that's really, right. and that's really what bothered me. Is the well, it's because he's not ready, Jordan. In my opinion, I they don't that they, they he's so over that they can't take him off Raw, but he's not his wrestling ability isn't where they want it to be. So exactly. I think they're trying to put him on both shows. Well, here's the here's the thing. He can wrestle fine. I've seen some of his matches before he goes to NXT. And the thing is, yeah, yeah, he's you're like, right. He's like his father, but he's not 100 percent like his father. And I the think the is, problem isn't his 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 ability. I think the I think me, the problem with Dominic, from what I hear, isn't his wrestling ability. His moves they're great. They're fine. Oh yeah. His, exactly. his problem is his spots. I think his mic skills. His mic skills need work. But I think it's better than a lot of people that are on the main roster. But I think a lot of it's like timing they want to work on with Dominic. And, uh, you know, I, he's a heel. So he, heels are supposed to run the match. And I think he struggles exactly. with that. So I think these are the two things they got to work on with him. So at the end of the day, but this is what I see it. I think he's a good wrestler. I think he, you know, he's like 50% of his old man. But I don't want him to be 100% like his old man. I think I want him to be 100% himself. 
because yes. the thing is, we don't need another Rey Mysterio because you can't, you know, you can't, you know, duplicate another Rey Mysterio because that's just, you know, impossible. Now, if I were to say that what he can do in NXT, that should have been done a long time ago. That should yeah, I agree. Because you're, I mean, you're talking about a kid who is immediately placed on the spot of the main roster and his first match against Seth Rollins on a on a premium live event and on the very same one that Roman Reigns returns in 2020. And I'm thinking to myself, why isn't this kid on NXT? I mean, I know he can be good in the ring, but the thing is, he needs more development, and that's the big, yeah. that's the big, you know, miss that WWE had. They, well, that's my problem with WWE. You make up a good, you bring up a good point. Uh, like they, Dominique they, they, was they, they thrusted into the spotlight. Yes, yeah, they didn't they, expect they, him to be they, so over. They've done this with with freaking Ronda Rousey, and guess what? I mean, she's had some decent matches, but at the end of the day, she's still green. Yeah. So here's my question to you, Jordan. Dominique, who's clearly got a lot of work. Dominic, not Dominique. Dominic, he's got a lot of work to do. He's got a lot of work to do. Now he was over though. He is over. He's probably one of the most over people other than Rita. Well, Ripley. it starts to booing, of course. Yeah, he's over as a heel. Let's leave it there. Yeah. Um, so out of something. Christmas is coming up. Dominic the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> donkey. But but like but I don't want to lose this point. So like Go ahead. You gotta, you gotta, you got the, you got this, Dom, Dominique. He, he ends up getting over with the crowd. Okay, or way his heel gimmick, all of a sudden, like way more over than they expected. Clearly, so they're not gonna, they need to ride it. They need to ride that wave. Okay, so they push him in the spotlight. They give him an opportunity to talk, so the people can boo. You know, none of this was clearly expected. They did not expect this, but they don't want to miss that opportunity. So my question to you, Jordan. Is if they are so cognitive to see that and notice it and do it, why is it that LA Knight is so over as a babyface that they still they still don't want to accept the fact that you gotta push this guy like you push somebody like you did like everyone else? And I, I want to make one more point that's I want to call out WWE on their bullshit. Okay, I'm gonna do that because I think it's bullshit. He doesn't win that SmackDown match. Twitter goes crazy. Everybody's pissed. YouTube goes crazy. Everybody's pissed. Everyone's making fun of the door to me. Very next day, an article comes out that says, oh, well, they, they, didn't, they didn't put him over because, you know, there's backstage heat. There's no backstage heat. Shut up. Don't give me that. Stop trying to take the heat off of yourself, WWE. Ain't no, nobody said anything about backstage heat until have, you guys mishandled I him. I anything about backstage heat. You, no all backstage. of a sudden, he's mishandled on SmackDown. He shouldn't even have been in the match if he's going to lose. He's so over as a babyface. Why is he in a match to lose? Put him in a random match just to win. Don't put him in that match. It just cools him off for no reason. You're stupid for doing that. It's so dumb. Please, you know your product. You know your product. WWE's only existed for 60 years. Don't be that stupid. You put him in a match to fail. And then everybody's pissed. 
Oh, well, there's backstage heat. There's no backstage heat. Shut up. Stop trying to take the attention off of your mistake. That's all that that was. If there was backstage heat, we'd know about it a long time ago. You know where the backstage heat is? He's not on the WrestleMania card. He wasn't on the WrestleMania card. He's not on the SummerSlam card. And you guys have a huge guy who's number one, number three, and number four in merchandise sales. That's That was last week. I don't know about this week. But number one, no, number two, number four, and number five in, in, in sales. He he owns the top, he owns three of the top five spots in your merchandise sales right now. And he hasn't won a match in like seven matches. And he's not even on the SummerSlam card. That's stupid. That's not backstage heat. That's stupidity. And exactly. I'll leave it. Uh, and I think and it all comes comment. down, and it all comes down to this. It, it's always the same, you know, because Vince McMahon is back. And I think in his addled mind, he doesn't see any profit in LA Knight. But it's just like you just said. He's making more merchandise sales within the top five, you know, sellers of, you know, when it regards to merchandise sales. So, again, this is this is definitely got this man written all over it. And I do believe he's behind why LA Knight's losing because why else would, you know, why else would this be happening? Because we know. Why wouldn't he be on the card? Have you ever in the history of professional wrestling had an athlete who is 100 percent in merchandise sales top three spots not on a summer slam card what are they stupid what are they smoking back there what are you smoking Triple if, it, H, what hey, you... If, it, if it's good then let me have a taste but then again if it's rotten then i guess uh, i'll just stand back you know like the imagine first... if like imagine <laughs> if like it was 1992 and rick flair was left off the wrestlemania card i'm just saying in merchandise sales i'm not comparing la night to to rick flair i'm just saying oh no right now in the company he is number two which in 1990 or 1991 or 92 was hulk hogan it was probably randy savage or rick flair one of those two it was probably one of those three in merchandise sales would you have kept rick flair a healthy rick flair off the SummerSlam card hell no 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 as a matter of fact i don't think he should have been kept off the 1992 SummerSlam card period yeah, like that's that's stupid. And, so, and you know who they gave that to? They gave it to the Ultimate Warrior. Well, there was a lot of issues, so that's different. And that was that now years later, we know. Yeah. But there was a lot of weird issues with how they were going to handle Ric Flair because I think plans didn't work out. But that was a totally different situation. Um, originally, it was supposed to be Hulk Hogan Flair. That didn't work. Then they went to Randy Savage Flair, and then that was drawn out. You know, it's just like they didn't know what they wanted to do. But maybe things haven't changed. Maybe that's WWE still to this day, but it's stupid. You know, when a guy's making you money, then, you know, just, you know, have him win maybe once every five months. I don't know. Just crazy thought. You know, maybe put him on the SummerSlam card. You know, he wasn't on a WrestleMania card. You know, maybe, maybe don't put him in a match to lose. Uh, for no reason, it's, it just makes him look stupid. It's it just really does. He he, but the fans still cheer him. So I mean, that's a that's a testament to him. Yeah. If anything, this is how I see it. If you want the perfect heel versus face match, you should have LA Knight versus Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, I mean, why not? Uh, or just at least have him go against Baron Corbin to you know. At least Aaron <laughs> Corbin's got somebody to face this coming Sunday. Correct. Well, and I heard he's having his uh his gimmick being repackaged. Wait, Baron Corbin's gonna be on at some oh this Sunday. What's Sunday? Great NXT Great American Bash. 
Oh yeah, that's this weekend. Okay, well, I look, you got at least you got on a pay per view. That's the day the debuting Gable Stevenson. There you go. Oh, so they're gonna actually have him on, you know, NXT. Yeah, Gable He says he's gonna go on NXT. He was They had him on Raw, but now, oh, oh, okay, let's okay, let's have him on NXT. Yeah, probably a smart move. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, probably go on Raw and when he was ready and all that good stuff. So. Well, if LA Knight doesn't succeed, WWE will turn around and say, "Yeah, see, we knew it. That's why we didn't push him." When in reality, you guys ain't giving him a chance. You guys are just, you know, you, hey, I'll give him credit. They're giving him mic time. They're giving him longer entrances so he can use his skills on the mic, and they're giving him huge spots in the matches. Although I think that's the road agent. I don't really think that's that's Vince McMahon. But at the end of the day. LA Knight's putting him, he's getting opportunities to put himself out there. They're just not putting him in a good position. That's all. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like sex with a condom. That's basically what's going on with LA Knight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, well, with that being said, we're actually almost, we're like nine minutes ahead of the, you know, the time we we're supposed to do the advertisement, but that's okay. Um, all right. Go- well, I'll go backstage anyway. Thank you guys. Hey. All right. You're welcome, Tom. Uh, let's go with our advertisements with uh, Jesse Carter with the Pro Wrestling Shoot, uh, Alex Pars with the 25, and Leon Calavera, the Scorpion Death Drop. And we'll be right back after these. I'll be back, you know, for our topics from each of us, you know, you know, because like, I got some stuff situated. So go on ahead. Yep, with that, we'll be back after these brief messages. Don't go anywhere. What's going on, Rant and Rave listeners? Do you like listening to wrestling interviews? Well, you're going to be going to the right place. Come check out my podcast, The Pro Wrestling Shoot, with your host, Jesse Carter, where we do interviews with pro wrestlers, music guests, reviews of current product, and reviews of old product. If you like listening about wrestling, you'll love listening to my show. Come check us out and give us a follow on Facebook at The Pro Wrestling Shoot, Instagram at The Pro Wrestling Shoot. On Twitter, you can follow me at Carter Inc., C-A-R-D-E-R-I-N-C. And then we're also going to be doing some live streams on Twitch and YouTube shortly. You can follow us on there at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Go ahead and go over there and give us a subscribe so that way that you know when we're going to be dropping content, you'll be notified right away and you can get started on the action. Come on over to anchor.fm to follow the podcast, the Pro Wrestling Shoot. You can also catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's available everywhere. Come check us out. All right. Let's get back to what's more important, and that's the Rant and Rave podcast. Are you bored? Are you looking for a YouTube channel that features the best game shows created on YouTube? Are you looking for entertaining TV shows and live streams all created by Alex Paris? The 25 has your answer. We feature the game shows, we feature the most entertaining TV shows, and we have some awesome live streams for you to enjoy, all created by Alex Paris and his wonderful staff, The 25 KAPR TV, only on YouTube. Are you looking for a channel that has viewpoints you always wanted to say, but were hesitant to say? A channel that does not support censorship from big tech monopolies and promotes free speech even what's said is controversial. 
A community that will make you feel like you're part of an actual brotherhood instead of just a number that will be tossed aside at any given time for any rhyme or reason. A YouTuber that does not give a damn what others think of him and will stick to his morals, regardless of the consequences. And a YouTuber that will help out smaller channels that the higher-ups at YouTube has long since abandoned. And a YouTuber that will give you the voice and a platform if you are not given one. If any of these apply to you, subscribe to the Scorpion Death Drop, aka Liam Colavera. The content there ranges from rant videos, live streams, open forums, and other upcoming content to enjoy. Scorpion Death Drop, real rants, no sugar coating, no bullshit. Subscribe for daily content. You can follow Liam Colavera on Facebook and on Twitter at templaking underscore as DD. And other social medias will be linked in the description of every upload so you don't miss out on all the action. Leon Colavera K.A. The Scorpion Death Drop. Subscribe and join the Crow Templars today. And now back to our hosts, the Rant and Rave Podcast. Alright, thank you very much everybody. And we're back for episode 198 of the Rant and Rave Podcast. Again, two more weeks away till we get to the big 200th episode. And now, we get to the one topic from each of us on this panel. And the first person to talk first will get to start their topic. Well, I'm always, uh, you know, talking about Grand American Bash. And um, as you know, it's this Sunday. Really excited about it. Um, I did my make my picks and predictions. Uh, um, on my channel, Eric Lee with Shenanigans 1977. Please check that out if you can. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run out of card real quickly and who I picked to win the matchup. Um, all the titles are going to be on the line this matchup. Every single title on the oh, line. Oh, I forgot my mic was muted. Um, that's kind of funny you bring that up because that's a good way, you know, to have some predictions, you know. Yeah. Joe. Yeah, so if you guys like to chime in, I'd be more happy to do it. Um the NXT championship on the line. Carmelo Hayes defends the gold against the Mad Dragon from Russia, Ilya Dragunov. Like to say that. Yes. <sighs> God. This, this is a tough one. I picked Dragunov to win, and here's why. If, because, you know, this past SmackDown and FS1 he, took he's place. tough. In, yeah. Took place in um, Orlando this past SmackDown. And we had a humongous NXT presence there. So I think somebody and, and NXT stars we might see, we might see on the main roster by next year or somewhere later this year. So I picked Dragon up because I know Bobby Lashley was talking to Hayes and Trick Williams. You know, everybody's talking about there was a picture of I think MVP with I think with Omos, the Street Profits, and Carmelo Hayes. We saw, you know, a lot of things could happen. So I'm thinking I got a hunch that Hayes may be ready for the main roster if he is. Dragging like off. Hurt business or something? Yeah, the Hurt business or something like that. It's going to be, you know, Lashley could form. New factions could be formed. Remember, the bloodline is is kaput. Now, you saw tensions between uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest on the Judgment Day. You're going to need a new faction to kind of, like, wreak havoc. Well. So I'm picking Dragon off. Over I, I think. I'm with you. I'm, I'm going with Eli. With Eli Dragunov. Yeah, because Ilya. I think he is a 
he is a tough competitor in the ring. I think he he is like one of the most hard hitting guys they got in the roster. Oh yeah, he's a former NXT UK champion. Definitely. I, I think you know he. I think he should. I think no, no. he should be the next NXT champion. No, no respect to Carmelo. Dragunov, uh, uh, Tom. Eli Dragunov. But yeah, so. I'm, I'm going with Eli Dragunov. It's an Ilya Dragunov. So, yeah. uh, and the North American title will be on the line in a triple threat, as since Dominic now won it. It was originally was Wesley defending it against Mustafa Ali, but then Wesley lost to Dominic. Um, in this match, so it'll be a triple threat. Uh, I'm going with um, Wesley to, to get the title back. Dominic just won the title, and taking it on off him would be like a waste of time. It's kind of like with Dolph Ziggler, you know, him winning the NXT title and then dropping it after, you know, um, uh, stand and deliver. And you know what? Like, what was the point in facing, you know, like, you know, Braun Breaker at stand deliver if you're going to lose the belt to him anyway on, you know, on that Monday on Raw? So, again, yeah. what would be the point of, you know, Dominic Mysterio even losing the title, even though he just won it? Mm -hmm. So, I'm just, I'm thinking Dominic will retain all right. Wait a minute. Uh, has Brandon give his chance to give his? No, no I was gonna. I was gonna. Like, did he say Eli Dragunov or Carmelo Hayes? Oh, I haven't picked either. But for this one, you know, uh, he picked Dragunov, I believe. He, he yeah, Dragunov. Mm. Uh, what about this match, North American title? What you got? Well, probably you know, I'd love to see Wesley retain, regain the title, mm. but they're probably gonna have some shenanigans and all that because mm -hmm. remember triple threat is no dq so probably they're gonna have some interference from the judgment day so with that dominic mysterio retains the title okay all right I'm I'm putting on his big boy pants all right <laughs> all right i'll respect that I'll respect that i think wesley has a lot, has a lot to prove um <clears throat> and uh all right, so the uh, the tag team titles will be on the line. Gallus, boys on top. Uh, that would be the team of Wolfgang and Mark Copy with their uh, with Mark Copy's brother Joe in their corner against the family. Tony D'Angelo, H. Sketch. and we're gonna do that. Forget about it, huh? And I was, talk, I was talking to Chate behind the scenes, and yeah. I think he I think he's uh, betting money on the family becoming the champions. I believe. Yeah, I'm starting to think that too. And here's another thing, and that's why I've uh, gone with the family to win it. Here's why. I think Gallus could go up to the main roster and assist Drew McIntyre because McIntyre's feuding with Gunter right now. And he's going, he's challenging Gunter for the Intercontinental title. But it kind of makes sense, though. If you if you, um, if you can, uh, if, if they can get him, them on the main roster to help out Drew McIntyre, the fellow countryman against Imperium. But it'll be a four-on-three situation. But still, I think, um, you know, if Gunter survives, so who knows? So I think what, what, what could happen was Gunter survives the SummerSlam title match. That's where Drew says, you know what? It's time for me to, to get, call some friends to help. Gallus will be there. So that's why I'm picking the family to, to win. Gallus. I, I picked the family, too. That, yeah, family. Okay, you get the fam. Okay. All right, the NXT women's title will be on the line in a submission match only. That means no countouts, no DQ, no pinfalls. 
submission only. Tiffany Stratton. Good thing Mike's not here. Uh, defends that title against Thea Hale. Let's see, what is that? Family. Okay, Tom picks family. Yeah, Thea Hale in a submission match. Unless I, I picked Thea Hale to win because unless Tiffany Stratton knows a submission hold, and I know she's uh, re uh, her real-life boyfriend, Liv Big Kaiser, better teach her some submission holds. Um, I'm picking Thea Hale to win it and make history. Be the youngest champion ever. So who do you two got? I know you, you guys are thinking, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is going to be interesting because Stratton, on the other hand, going to have to have some submission in her uh, regime and all that because the thing is, it is a submission match for that NXT Women's Championship. And Thea Hale, on the other hand, does have that submission specialist. Oh, yeah. The Kimura Lock. Mm hmm. So, the Kimura Lock. Yeah. Yeah. Via Hell just learned the Kimura Lock. Hmm. But if she would have been the champion, having been to those two boneheads, Gula, Gooflack, I like to call them, and Charlie Dumpsey. Like Gooflack and Charlie Dumpsey, Via <laughs> Hell would be champion. But Gooflack. because he's a goof. Um, so that's why I'm picking Thea Hale to win it this time around. And there's a kitty. But yeah, oh man. For for picking either Stratton or Hale, I will say though, unless Ludwig Kaiser teach her for yep. submissions, I gotta go with Thea Hale becoming the new NXT women's champion. Alright, so y'all Unanimous with Thea Hale, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Thea Hale because if she could use a Kimura like Brock, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, she's going to tear Tiffany Stratton's arm out of Michael's delight. <laughs> <laughs> that that will make uh, Michael Michael um, Bombardier a very happy guy. <laughs> um, I like Thea Hale. She's kind of cute. Anyways, um, but Weapons Wild match, another women's matchup. Weapons Wild match. Roxanne Perez versus Blair Davenport. In fact, they paid a little tribute to the Stone Cold Booker T uh, supermarket street fight that they had by almost like a semi-convenience store. They brawled. Oh, yeah. So, I picked Roxanne Perez to win this one because the yep. way she, she threw, threw around Blair Devonport, you love Roxy? The lovely Roxy Perez. Okay. Roxanne. <laughs> All right, so. Okay. This thing sucks, Jordan. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Eric, Eric sucks. Eric sucks. Eric. Shut up. Sucks. <laughs> Will you stop? Sucks. Will you stop? Will you be serious? Man. All right. Now, Gable Steveson will make his um, in ring debut at the Great American Bash. And speaking of gold medalists, we'll go up against Baron Corbin, Dante's favorite. Dante yes. Pittman's oh, favorite. Oh, I know what this is about. <laughs> this is like reminiscent of, you know, because if you remember, Baron Corbin is the man who who is Kurt Angle's very last match. And we all know Kurt Angle 
until until Gable Stevenson was the only Olympic gold medalist in professional wrestling. Mm. So Baron Corbin, yeah, this, you know what? I just, yeah, you just, you thank you for bringing that up because that was this is I don't know if Baron Corbin even realized. I'm sure he realizes, but he's got to realize. Wait a minute, I beat a gold medalist. So this is going to be interesting to say the least. But I'm picking Gable Stevenson to beat Baron Corbin. That's right, Dante. I said it, Dante Pittman. Hope you're watching this. Your boy gonna lose. Yeah, bumass Corbin is gonna lose too. So you know what, Gable Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. I think if this is Gable Stevenson's first match, I re- I think he's gonna win because. But then again, that's kind of a that's kind of a funny twist of fate you have right here. Yeah, you, you know, Baron Corbin ended a gold medalist career, and he gets to begin a gold medalist career. Yeah. So, anyways, so that that's on the main card. The kickoff matchup: an eight-person mixed tag. Nathan Frazier, the NXT Heritage. Nathan Frazier. Yeah, Nathan Frazier. Nathan Frazier. In fact, I, I like the end the Heritage Cup rules, the British Rounds rules. I think it's it a very unique perspective on, on what wrestling is all Not about. For yes. <laughs> I'm trying to poop. Anyways, <laughs> I'm trying to poop. I'm trying to poop over here. I'm pulling the Hulk. Anyways. Walk, 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 walk. Anyways. Google Platter. Anyways. (laughs) Gary, we love you. Yes. We love you, dude. Anyways. uh, Nathan Frazier, uh, the NXT Heritage Cup champion. Scooty Moody's. Okay. <laughs> uh, versus, I mean, uh, actually, Nathan Frazier's teaming up with Dragon Lee, Valentina Royce, and the lovely Ulyssa Leon. I like her. I think she's pretty. Going up against a metaphor that is Jakara Jackson, Lash Legend, Oral Mensa, who was known, was known formerly known as Oliver Carter in NXT UK. And hello, 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 hear me now, Alicia Fox. I'm talking, I'm talking about Mr. Noam Dar, the former. North American champion. I picked Team Frazier to win this one. Yep. Team Frazier. Frazier. Team Frazier. Okay. And that will be an orchid sauce. So that, that is sauce. my topic for to, uh, episode 198 of Rant and So you gents are up. Who you got? What's oh, what, what you doing? Squirty Murray's. You got squirty murdies, soggy bottom, <laughs> Swordy bottoms. Anyway, since I'm talking, um, I have a I have a topic prepared for next week, and it will be you know uh, my review on the entire uh, Jaws franchise. I've already done you know I've already done Jaws with the popcorn panel, but I I don't know if I'll be able to do two, three, and the revenge. But I will. But you know what? I'll just pretty much cover it how I seen all the films and what I believe what should have happened with the franchise as a whole. But that's for next week. This is this week. Um, I also want to make a quick thing. Next week is the final episode of the 100s of Rand Ray podcast, and it will be the first one in August since this is the last episode for July. Oh yeah, that's right. Basically, what we do know, to a certain degree, Uriel said probably return in August. 
So okay, that's good. If, that's good. There's a possibility, and, and this is like a like a few weeks ago mm -hmm. on the program. It is possible we might see him, you know, next week before episode 200. If not, I mean, what more can we do? However, I have also made this announcement uh, earlier on my channel this week. And I know a lot of people may not see my stream this past Monday. But then again, I also, but I also made, made this, you know, to the platform panel as well. If. Uriel Ibarra, aka Barbara Studios, is not, you know, does not show up for episode 200. Then, after episode 200 of Brant Rave, I will be on hiatus, meaning I will take a four week long break and I will not be back on any shows until RR episode 205, which will be fine, all things considered. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I feel a little, you know, burned out without Ibarra and it's like you know tearing me up inside you know because he brings a certain magic to these shows that we do like whether it's the popcorn panel whether it's you know rant rate podcast or if it's on his own channel he know it's like he's the john williams when he brings the magic in star wars films or jurassic park or jaws which i just reviewed this past tuesday with the you know with the crew of you know the popcorn panel so but yeah, if he if he doesn't show, you know, until after episode two hundred, I will be on a four week hiatus. You know, I won't be on the next four episodes of R and R nor the Popcorn Panel podcast, and I will return to full time on uh, app. You know, on episode two hundred five of the Mary Podcast. I just want to get that out of the way. So, for my legitimate topic for tonight's show. I'm going to say this. I don't know if I, I think I've already said this once. I am subscribed to Honor Club. And I recently watched uh, 13 episodes, the first 13 episodes of, of ROH uh, Wrestling on SBG, you know, you know, like Sinclair Broadcast Group. So I'm not going to lie. The first 13 episodes that build up to Final Battle 2011 – and the event of 2011 as a whole, I got to say, I love it. I, I love watching that kind of history that was made back in the day. I think that was when Ring of Honor was just kicking it into full gear, even though at the time they may have not been as big as they once were, but they were building. And that's the thing that ROH needs right now. Like, they need to get back into doing tapings in small venues like, you know, they did and whether it's in the Dewburns Arena in Baltimore, Maryland, the Davis Arena in Louisville, Kentucky, or even or even the Spartanburg Moore Auditorium, which is you know not too far from you know from here where I live, you know, because I mean I like to wrestle there one day when I hit the Indies, and I like to see them you know you know have shows back in the Manhattan uh, Center's Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City, because that is the one thing that. You know, ROH may have been a big company, but they didn't need big venues. The only time they did was when was the old G1 Supercard, you know, co-event with NJPW from Japan. So, again, but as far as I'm concerned, watching back on the product, you know, back before they were, um, before they were sold to Tony Khan, I got to say the booking was good. You had great wrestlers. You had guys like, you know, 
even even guys that you know are, that are even in WWE right now, like you know Kevin Steen, and you know uh, now known as Kevin Owens or El Generico, which is Sami Zayn, for instance. And then you got you know Jay Lethal, who's in All Elite Wrestling, and Davey Richards, who again, despite you know some circumstances, I still think that he's one of the greatest wrestlers in the you know you know within Ring of Honor back in the day. Same thing with diehard Eddie Edwards, and and also people like Prodigy, Mike Bennett. I mean, he should have never lost his you know last name just to be known as Michael Canellas, because again, that's pretty much making you look like a cuck. If you ask me, and then you got, you know, and you got, you know, the Briscoes, you know, dim boys, you know, made Jake Briscoe rest in peace. And you had Haas, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, you know, when, they, when instead of being the world's greatest tag team, they were wrestling's greatest tag team. And that was m- making it all the more reason to watch them as wrestling's greatest tag team, not world's greatest tag team. And, and then you got, you know, guys like, you know, um, uh, Michael Elgin and Roderick Strong, who Mike, uh, uh, Michael Elgin, I think he's still working in Japan and pro wrestling Noah, from what I can understand. At least that's what I believe. And you have, you know, Roderick Strong, who's now currently signed to AEW. At the end of the day, this is like, like, this was like, in my view, if ECW had not been shut down, I highly believe that ROH would not exist. Because... The thing is, ECW produced, you know, like a, like a movement for the next generation. So does Ring of Honor in a sense. So in my view, that's why I give, you know, like my uh, my personal, you know, you know, like five star rating for their beginning, you know, 13 episodes that lead up to Final Battle 2011 including the other two episodes that, you know, were best of, you know, episodes that ended the year 2011 for them. And I'd say that's a five-star for me. And I'm not trying to be a Dave Meltzer about it. I'm being a Jordy Scow about it. And that's why I want to go to Ring of Honor, so that way I can help, you know, fix, you know, what what the system had broken into. Because it doesn't need to be in big-time arenas. But that's my topic right there. All right. <clears throat> well, it's all up to me right now. And I'm actually going to do a two-in-one mm-hmm. because one of them is, like I said, will be announcement regarding the 200th episode. And this time for cameos, mm-hmm. where they sent me some cameos already. But if you guys do want to do a, a cameo, Please feel free to do so if you know me personally. At least do at least a 30 to 60 second uh, cameo. And just just basically say congratulations. And in a way, and then I will have this all put together to showcase this on the 200th episode of the Rants and Ray podcast. And you have until Wednesday night... When it comes to midnight on Thursday, before the 200th episode, it will be cut off. So you still have some time left if you do want to, guys, want to do a cameo. 
And basically, that's basically it on the first one. However, this, this, another topic, which is, like I said, it's two and one. However, the Iron Claw Von Eric movie sets interesting release date. Basically, what it says, an update has emerged on the upcoming Iron Claw movie based on the life of Kevin Von Eric and the legendary Von Eric family. The following updates on the cast and production of the film, we now know when the Iron Claw will be hitting theaters. And it says, per Variety, the movie will arrive in theaters in the U.S. just in time for Christmas on December 22nd. Wow. Yep. That's huge. It is. I also heard, you know, you were talking about this, heard that MJF's playing a role in the movie. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is right. Because I read about that, I'm like, whoa, MJF in the movie? That's not yep. And as you mentioned, act. Well, he's going to be star as Lance Von Erich. The Von Erich no fan wanted because he's not a real member of the Von Erich family. I didn't know there was, I did not know there was another Von Erich that existed, but, but I, from what, or what I read is like, he's the, one that the fans did not want because they know he's not a real Von Eric. Mm-hmm. A real member of the Von Eric family. So. But yeah, basically, it was reported that the movie isn't expected to be debuted at any festivals ahead of then, as the project is currently in post production. Chavo Guerrero worked as a wrestling coordinator for the Iron Claw. And previously stated that the film will will be Oscar worthy. Um, that's a big, that's a bold statement to make right there. Mm. Yep, that's said by one Chavo Guerrero. The December release date may indicate that A twenty four also believes that it will be an awards contender with the movie dropping in prime awards season when studios tend to drop movies that they believe will be in contention for major awards like the Oscars. The A24 movie will star Zac Efron as Kevin Von Erich. Wow. Like, yep. That's, that's a big name. Mm-hmm. Also, the likes of Jeremy Allen White as and Lily James set to appear in the project. Basically, yeah. You just realize Zach Efron, MJF, and the oh boy. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Well, he is. Well, if Lance Von Eric was as pretentious as MJF is, then this should be interesting. <laughs> yes. And we know Jeremy Allen White set to play Carrie Von Eric. <coughs> oh, really? I don't Yep. Oh, wait a minute. You mean the, the guy formerly known as Texas Tornado? Yep. He's a oh. former Intercontinental Champion. I know cool. that. I'm like, my uh, that guy's life ended, you know. Very tragically and very, you know, too soon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not just that. I think he took his own life. 
Yeah. I, I, and the girls loved him too. He was yeah. like the best looking one. Oh yeah. Most definitely. My gosh. I've seen the you know the you know the Von Eric story on Dark Side of the Ring. And I'm not gonna lie, Kevin Von Eric's life, what it could have been, it's kinda glad that he didn't end up almost the same way as his as his uh, siblings and, and his, you know, his father and all that because honestly I don't know how I would have would have made it if I was in, you know, Kevin's shoes for feet as it were since he liked to wrestle barefoot. Mm-hmm. And basically he actually previously noted that he gained 40 pounds of muscle ahead of filming, which is Jeremy Allen White. Had to do that. And then there's also photos of Zach Efron on the set for Iron Claw, which I'm not going to showcase that. But however, I will say, though, I will put the link on there in the live chat for you guys to check it out for you guys selves. So, and there it is right there. there go. And yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about the upcoming movie of the Iron Claw? It's going to be very interesting, to tell you the truth. So, what do you think, Jordan? I think it's, you know, pretty awesome, you know, like, like, considering the fact that, you know, we get to hear more about, you know, like, of the Von Erichs family, you know, like, a story, you know, and, you know, their story in, into a movie. I mean, I, I felt like we didn't get a lot more than we should have in Dark Side of the Ring. But I do say that it's great that, you know, we're actually going to have, you know, some things, you know, you know, looked at, you know, inside of a movie than we did, you know, on Dark Side of the Ring. And hopefully it hopefully it works out for everybody, including those who want, want to watch the movie, like in theaters, selectively. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's basically it regarding to the two-in-one topic regarding to the announcement on the cameos and the Iron Claw Von Eric movie. All right, well, folks, that's going to be it for episode 198 and the final episode of July of 2023. Um... If you like this, give it, a, give it a thumbs up. If you missed your chance in the live chat, comment down below. Give us your thoughts and opinions. Also, be sure to subscribe if you're new to the channel. Hit the notification bell so that way you'll be notified at all times whenever, you know, Brand does an upload, a premiere, or, or a stream like this one. Same goes for Eric Lee Machine in 1977 and yours truly, the Youngblood Outsider, Jordy Scout, a.k.a. GMN's Legit. And that being said, God bless you all. Have a great night and stay healthy for better tomorrow. Now, if you excuse me. I got to take care of some things and and enjoy the new outro. So, good night, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Peace. Keep raving and raving, everybody. Have a good good night. night, everyone, and we'll see you next week.